0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is a somewhat bitter sermon, dear faithful, but in spiritual life sometimes you need some vinegar too, not just olive oil all the time. That is to note that one of the oddities of life here on earth is that conflicts are always finding us despite our best efforts to simply avoid them, and our lack of effort to search them out. Most of us would be more than happy to simply be left alone, left to say our prayers, complete our studies, accomplish our work, care for our children, and take care of the items on our to-do lists in peace. Nevertheless, life often does not work out that way. Those who live in rough neighborhoods know that they may occasionally, maybe even often, face threats of mugging, of robbery, or physical violence, should they cross paths with the wrong person. In many a school, there is a student who has to face a bully on a daily basis, the one content to make the other's life miserable for no other motive than the misguided pleasure which he derives from his sense of domination. And many a parent has struggled with a child who, rather than obey the directives of their father or mother who has their best interests at heart, always feels the need to answer back. Even for those of us who are blessed with habitually pleasant relations with our neighbors, the war in our own souls, which are constantly beset with temptations, makes for wearying combat. The extraordinary circumstances in which we're actually obliged to use force, even potentially lethal force, to defend our lives or those of our loved ones, well, for most of us, they're extremely infrequent. And perhaps for most of us, we will never have to meet that challenge on the side of eternity. Ordinary conflicts and arguments in the heat of the moment often seem to present us with one of two choices. To either fight back just as hard and mean as the adversary or to be that person's doormat. Things heat up very quickly, and so it seems we're forced to choose between these two options. But as the first pope, St. Peter, teaches us in his epistle today's Mass. Our Lord Jesus Christ took flesh and dwelt among us to show us that there is another way, one which is superior. While we are commanded to not render evil for evil and to be meek and merciful and humble and modest, St. Peter also tells us not to be afraid of the fear of others and to be zealous of the good. In St. Matthew's Gospel, our Lord admonishes us to turn the other cheek to those who would strike us, that is, to exercise patience when our pride is under siege by someone's insults. This comes, however, from the same Lord, who, when he saw the iniquity of the money changers in the temple, did not hesitate to drive them out forcefully. Christ stresses the importance of patience with our neighbor in even more forceful terms in today's gospel, warning us that whosoever is angry with his brother shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council, And whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. The lesson that we must take away from today's epistle of St. Peter, therefore, is the necessary moderation of our passions by reason, and in particular, the moderation of the passion of anger. We know well the admonition from the epistle of St. James that the anger of man worketh not the justice of God. And St. Paul, in addition, calls us the children of anger since the fall of our first parents, denoting this passion's often disproportionate influence in our lives, who among us cannot recall countless instances in which we have understandably offended our neighbor by ceding to anger, an anger often resulting from our pride. But we would also do well to remember the words of the fourth psalm, retaken by St. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your anger. We must not, therefore, believe that anger or any other passion is to be entirely banished from our souls. The virtue of fortitude, in fact, makes use of of anger when it is necessary to overcome some obstacle, be it a threat to our lives or the lives of other innocent persons, be it an obstacle which would prevent us from following right reason in any given situation. Now, St. Thomas vindicates the doctrine of St. Paul regarding the necessary place of a moderated anger. He teaches that evil is found in a passion in respect of the passion's quantity, that is, in respect of its excess or of its deficiency. And thus, evil may be found in anger when, to wit, one is angry more or less than right reason demands. But if one is angry in accordance with right reason, one's anger is deserving of praise. And the angelic doctor continues, recalling the adage of Aristotle that anger helps the brave. Since our will, our sensitive appetite, as the philosophers call it, is moved by reason so that it may render our Our actions more prompt, the virtue of fortitude requires a moderate anger. He goes on to cite St. John Chrysostom, who says that, he that is angry without cause shall be in danger, but he that is angry with cause shall not be in danger, for without anger, teaching will be useless, judgments unstable, crimes unchecked. Therefore, to be angry is not always an evil. If we were to hold that it were always and everywhere evil to be angry, we would deny the right and the duty of parents to correct their children, the right of the victim to stand up to the bully, the right of all of us to defend the truth when it is attacked. But how are we to respond in moments of conflict the world would? Surely not. Christian fortitude must be different than the response of the one who seeks to restore his reputation by an act of revenge, especially by acts of violence. So as always, let us look to the example of our Lord, particularly during his passion. He is unjustly accused. He is struck but he does not strike back, he practices restraint. But he, at the same time, does not let his ill treatment go without a word of reproach to his tormentors, telling them, if I have spoken evil, give testimony of the evil. But if well, why strikest thou me? It is in practicing this same restraint that we will at once moderate our anger, and quell our pride. At the same time, we will be more apt for the exercise of the virtue of fortitude, so necessary in this life, which from start to finish is a spiritual combat. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.